Welcome to Two Takes in the Pod. My name is Osai, and this is my podcast where I take on themes exploring culture, society, and the experiences of Nigerians in diaspora. Today, we have Yvonne Ben of the K-Scope sitting with us. We talk about how the brand started as a form of self-expression for her and the events that led to this being a real business today. We also get into embracing your path and adapting your brand with your own personal growth. And this introduces this idea of the role of faith in your approach to business, especially for her. This ultimately informs what she's doing with the case scope as she discusses her goal for the brand and what she's doing to help people experience Africa locally. Since our conversation, she's added new features, snack options, delivery schemes, and just for you, you can use the two takes promo. That's TWO takes. That's the promo code. And you can head over to the case right now to make an order. Hurry up, you have about a month before it goes away. Yvonne was absolutely jokes in this episode. Really, really funny. Had me dying over in the editing process. There's also a lot of testimony in this episode. So just a lot of interesting stories, a lot of interesting perspective on her side as well. It's a fun ride. Hey, so today I have Yvonne of the K-Scope with me. Um, hey, hey, hey. Thank you for joining me today. I'm happy to have you here to talk about your business and maybe share some of your marketing skills as well. Thank you for having me. I've done a little bit of homework, but like for those who don't know about the K-Scope, how would you describe the brand like right now? It's a hub right now. It's a hub to find African fashion and food and also make friends whilst doing that. So it's just more so of a spot, but it's online. It's like that favorite place you go where you get that connect for food. And you also, you know, make friends along the way. Right. And it, it sounds like you're making, you know, friends, like in terms of uh, other entrepreneurs exploring the same kind of, you know, I guess the same categories of things that are producing, right? So it's exactly. like an idea for creators or, you know, entrepreneurs to get together one, mm-hmm. see what each other are doing, but also have use your platform to help push their brand and basically get to the right people. Am I yes, somewhere yes. In, the, you know, in, the, in the ballpark there? <laughs> yes, you are. So if most times when, when people hear K-Scope, I want it to be synonymous with plug, plug for fashion, African fashion and food. Now that encompasses of like so many things. The goal mm-hmm. really is for people to experience Africa locally. And that's the people and the culture and the sense of the food, the fashion. So it's this, this super cool place that you're at where you get to eat really good food. Also, you know, look good and also find people as well. So it, it goes both ways for people who are in the you know creative industry, business owners who are actually looking to 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 find out how to do business, like 
they just moved here, right? Because we're all immigrants. We're, we're here. Awesome people actually are born here too. So it's just more so understanding how to sell what you have, how to sell what you have to the people here in the right. like a different space, right? So um, they're business owners as well as, um, I won't call them our audience, but they're just part of the community, people who patronize. So the patrons, yeah. So people who patronize these businesses, people who um, look for opportunities or they want to connect with a business that can help them. So let's say someone who is in university and they need to do volunteer work. They can go on the case cup and look for different business owners that they can say, Hey, I have hours, community hours that I need to, you know, um, sort of like, make for my course can i work right. with you so it's like lots of different avenues that you know we can find within the k-scope community hmm, that's interesting didn't definitely didn't think about the volunteer aspect in that way that's that's pretty cool okay so i want to you know i know you've been running the brand for a while and it came from a real need when you were in laurentia university in sudbury mm-hmm. so i want to take you back um i, I want to understand like what was that real first effort into the business or the brand like I'm, I'm trying to understand you know what happened when you tried to first implement the k-scope or you know i guess back then it was the kaleidoscope right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um initially it was just more of a passion project you know when you're excited about something you have this new, new shiny thing that you do and no one else mm-hmm. is doing it that was exactly what it was like it was just like okay i have african because okay think of it think of someone um, who starts a business, but it's completely new. I would think about Uber when they started. It was like, what is this weird right. thing? And then, oh, okay. It's like, oh, wow. I see, I see the, 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 the value. So I, I always see K-Scope like that. So when I first started, I had moved here, went to school, but I had brought a whole bag of African print. And I used to wear that like most people here would wear it during a special occasion. So I used to wear right. that and I started just taking pictures and I started posting those pictures. That's how it all started. It was so funny, um, but it was very exciting for me at the time because I was like, Oh, I love wearing African print. So I'm going to post it and people are going to see. And somehow it caught like the attention of like African fashion Canada. And they were, they reached out to me and said, Hey, nominated you for an award. But back then I was like, okay, I'm just doing this for fun. This is exciting. And then um, it started off just fashion, literally African fashion, me rocking the fashion. And then um, when they reached out to me, I realized that there was like a whole network of fashion brands, African fashion brands in Toronto that I didn't even know about. So I started like looking for those brands and started sharing about them, posting about them, posting about their collections. And, um, I remember this was even before I started, you know, featuring businesses in Sudbury. So I remember a business, I don't know what they're called. I can't remember exactly what they're called, but they sent me an email saying, Hey, um, we want to pro- we want to promote our business on your blog, and I found it really awkward. Like, why do you want to promote your business on my blog? They're like, oh, um, you have your audience is our customer base. I said, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They said, yeah. So, would you mind if we paid you this much to put an ad on your blog? I didn't even understand what that meant. All I heard was money, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> 
who who said what is paying who uh let me yeah what do you what do you need me to do so it was it was just exciting and then that was my first ever oh my gosh how can i forget them oh crap okay whatever well if i remember it a long way i'll share it but like sure. i posted i posted um their ad on my page and then um i just kept on going with fashion i went for african fashion canada at the awards and i actually won and i was very shocked i was like um how am i in sudbury winning an award where i'm sure there are tons of african fashion brands or or bloggers in toronto how did i win this it was just crazy to me that's awesome okay that happened, you know, when things happen, it's so exciting. And then it sort of just fizzles out. And, you know, I just kept on doing what I was doing because I loved doing it. I would wear African print to church. I would take pictures. And it was just like, you take pictures, slap a filter on it, post it on Instagram. Hey guys, I just have a new blog. Like it was just, it was nothing, right. you know, too fancy. Then I remember one time I was just walking, I don't know, I was going somewhere and then I see an African store. I was like, what? In Sudbury? So I dropped, I just ran there. I'm like, wait, is this? They're like, oh yeah, well, it's very new. We just opened up and I was like, this is crazy. There's an African store because I'm sure you've probably heard this part of my interview where I always say how mm-hmm. we used to actually go all the way to Toronto to get African groceries because there wasn't really, there weren't any African and, businesses. And that's crazy because like Sudbury is like yeah. five hours from Toronto. Like it's, that's, yep. that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that, that was clearly a huge need. So, so this was like an African store that just, so, so this was like when you started saying, okay, I want to explore more than, maybe just the fashion. I want to go into other types of African businesses or, you know, what was your thinking? I, I there? actually didn't even think that way. I just thought, okay, since I have done this for a business before, right. And people don't actually know about this. And I knew a lot of Nigerians back in Sudbury. So I know, okay, they, we used to travel all the way or one person would go and then buy groceries for everyone. So they will come up with a right. strong load of groceries. <laughs> so my thinking then was, People need to be saved from buying, traveling all the way. There is an African grocery store now in Sudbury. So I was just thinking, spread the word. And um, it didn't matter like that they were not fashion. So I just said, okay, let me put the word out there. And I started, I did that. I told students, I told people in church, like I said, hey, there's an African store. And people were like, oh, um, how do I get there? I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I have put like the step-by-step how to get there on my, on my blog as well. So people were like, okay, sharing it, send it to me and they sent it to other people. So that's how it happened. So it just, it was just African fashion and business. So I, I, and it's just two businesses, right? So it was nothing too crazy. So I went back to African fashion and um, I remember the next thing that happened was CBC reached out to me, CBC radio, it was so weird. Like, you know, when back then someone would send you an email claiming that they have money <laughs> for you. Right, and, right, right. All those scammers, yeah. Exactly. I received this email and, I mean, it just looked like a regular mail. And I was like, mm, I don't I don't know if it's real. And um, I think it was missing a signature because, you know, all these companies would have, like, their signature on there with the logo and everything. So I, I didn't right. see the signature. So I didn't even, like... Rated. And the next thing, I think I got another email with the signature. I'm like, oh, this is real. 
um, sure, I'd like to do an interview. And then they're like, oh yeah, let's, uh, we would like to interview you about the grocery store. We noticed that you shared about the grocery store and we want to, you know, get your feedback. And they said, okay, sure, no worries. And they interviewed me. And back then I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, but most people were saying, yo, Yvonne, that is huge, right? Like you are on radio. That's and like, yeah. But I, you know, when you don't understand the value of something, because in your eyes, success has always looked like money or right, huge, like really big, like, exactly. you know, a hundred percent, especially if you just stumble on top of it too, right? Like, it's not like this was your you know, strategy or anything like that. It's just kind of like, I'm doing what I do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the right people come, which, you know, seems to also be, you know, the case, right? Like if yeah. you're doing, if you're being true to yourself and also obviously trying to be a service, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the right mm-hmm. things come along. So yeah, yes. so that's, that's interesting. So, so you yeah. get this call, you talk to them, you know, what happens? They interview me, they asked me about the grocery store and they said the same thing. Like, I swear I've been saying this every time now and then we used to go drive all the way to, to Toronto to get groceries. But I'm so happy right now that there's a grocery store. And they're like, wow, that's actually amazing. And you wrote about this one. I'm like, yeah, I, I told everyone about it because it's such a great, you know, a great thing that Sudbury now has an African grocery store. And I'm looking forward to more African businesses in Sudbury. And they're like, oh, amazing. Thank you. Just like think a couple lines. And it was super early in the morning. I was like, why does it have to be? But I said, you know what? <laughs> Let's do it. It's for the cause. Hey, look, that's, that's- that's prime time, baby. So, hey, <laughs> trust me, that's a good thing. Yeah. So after that, like this was, it was still Yvonne doing African fashion, posting about African fashion. I started actually sharing African fashion Canada events. So every time African fashion Canada would have an event, I would post it as well because I was like, okay, that's cool. Like they have events in Toronto regularly. So it's something I can check out. Um. So after that, like... I know someone in the school, they have they had a radio station and they said, Hey, we actually want to talk to you about because I created something which no one really talks about, uh, called Sudbury Street Style. What that was basically is I would just reach out to people and say, Hey, I love your style. I remember that I... actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think oh, it was what? on Tumblr. I think it was on Tumblr yeah. or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, exactly. I remember seeing that. I think like, yo, Yvonne's having fun out there. Like she's <laughs> she, she's making Sudbury pop. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And um, I think I can't remember the exact radio station, but another radio station reached out and they said, "Hey, we want to talk to you about Sudbury Street Style. We see that it's making so much buzz. We want to find out, you know, what what you know started it." where you're from, all these things. And I explained how, you know, I, I used to live, I didn't live in Toronto, honestly, but I lived in like Waterloo because I went to CIC. And only a few hey, people would know you, that you, CIC. Yeah, we know, we know. I, <laughs> I remember I was out there with you. <laughs> Yo, that's CIC. Okay, we will not speak about it. But um, we, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I said, uh, I, I spoke to them about it. I told them that, you know, I came from a place where people would be so stylish. And now, you know, I was looking for that in Sudbury so anytime I see someone who like goes all out with their with their outfits I just want to you know take a picture of that and they were like oh that's really cool and they did a little piece on me but it wasn't really African fashion so I was like okay that's cool like yeah thank you um but um all in all it just 
was sort of like pushing me to to keep you know investing in this blog what is right. really this blog that i'm doing um okay fast forward to second year i got um i got sort of like featured again by african fashion canada they said hey um we want to, we, we sort of like have seen that you are doing really great in the African fashion industry because I've been posting African fashion brands, um, you know, talking to people, posting my outfits and everything. So we want to feature, we want to um, nominate you for the blogger of the year again. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Sure. Of course I would, you know, love that. And um, I just kept telling my parents like, Hey, you know, my blog is doing this. And initially like my parents you know thought of it as a distraction and of course <laughs> because technically like the goal was to go to finish a specific degree and then go to med school like most people don't know this i was supposed to actually be a doctor and um i just i just remember when i was a kid with when they were like oh it's it's career day what do you want to be when you grow up i remember this huge ass lab called and my mom had gave me <laughs> and a stethoscope that was super cool every time I put it around my neck. But <laughs> I would just be there. Like, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. Like it was something that I just kept saying. I just, you know, agreed that I was I was gonna be a pediatrician. I even knew what kind of doctor it was gonna be. I'm gonna be treating kids oh, wow. and <laughs> yo. I was in there. And I moved to Canada and I'm like, oh, so you're saying there's opportunities like so you're saying that i can venture into different things so you're saying that i don't need to be a pediatrician <laughs> when did you and realize that this is not what you want and this is probably more what your parents want i okay so it was definitely the second year of like university why because the first year was so easy for me like it was like okay chemistry killed it physics killed it biology i was like okay i see myself you know, treating a bunch of people in like maybe like five or eight years from now. So <laughs> that's, that was it. Second year came along, but then this is when, you know, K-Scope, K-Scope, but back then Kaleidoscopian, it just kept getting featured. It just kept getting recognized. It just kept getting like so much traction. Mm. And I was thinking like, what is really in this thing? Why is it getting so much traction? And, um, Honestly, like, I don't know. Second year came and I started talking to my parents. I was like, oh, um, I think I want to do communications. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> what do you mean? And I said, oh, um, because I really love talking to people because, you know, in school, I was also part of a lot of associations. I was very, very social, even in my secondary school. So I was wondering where the doctor came from. Yeah, because anyway. <laughs> yeah, he always been very social and like, yeah. you know, very active and yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm thinking, where did it look that I was out there touching people's hearts? Like, yep, it's beating fine. Two beats? Okay, yeah, mm -hmm, definitely. Like, I don't even see myself like in that headspace. <laughs> so it took, um, it took me being here just without so many eyes on me to see the opportunity to see that, oh, wow, Yvonne, like you can actually leverage on this skill that you have and make the most of it. And you would normally do that with like communications or public relations or something of that nature. Right. So right. I said, okay, you know what? I want to do this. And, and I actually rate African parents in the sense that their understanding is they want you to be good. 
financial. It's like they want to make sure that when you go to school, you're going to get a job that's going to pay you. So right. first thing with my mom was, you know, after, you know, for like for the longest time, they were saying, nah, you're joking. Now nah, you're joking. You're joking. Now nah, you're joking. After saying that for a bunch, like one day she just said, what are you going to do? I'm like, huh? She's like, what are you going to do with that degree? And I just ran to Google, like, what do you care about the communication degree? Like, what kind of job? Like, I was literally talking <laughs> and she was asking me. And um, so many things came up. But it's just about that sense of preparation. Like, you have to know that this is, uh, like, something that's going to change your life. Like, if you decide to go into something that's completely different than what everybody has sort of planned for you, you are you have to sort of like find out what follows. Right. So, um, of course I didn't know the answer. Second year passed. I was still in the same program. Third year came and I was like, um, I really don't want to do this. Like I really want to do communications. Even like, I even got a job at the international department, international students department, because I was just so active. Right. So things were just moving in the, on the outside, but I was in, um, the, uh, biomedical biology, department or whatever like program yeah, which is, so which is a more intense program right it so is. That's, that's that's a that's a bit of a commitment doing that and also doing all of those things outside school as well exactly exactly like i remember one time i was working and my colleague at the international department was introducing me to another student and they're like oh this is yvonne um she's currently in taking a communications degree in laurentian i'm like who is doing what because <laughs> they just assumed <laughs> they just assumed so after the after um after the student left i said you said communication she's like yeah isn't that what you're taking i'm like no i'm in biomedical biology and she was so shocked she was like what are you doing here i said ask me again because I'm trying to explain to my parents. So the third year passed and I started, you know, speaking to them, like, honestly, this thing is getting so much traction. I got, I won the African fashion blogger of the year. I had, um, CBC, they reached out to me. So it was something where like my parents were seeing that, okay, there is something here, but it really doesn't make sense. It's, you know, when you see something, but it's not tangible, it's like, okay, there's something, but is they it- can't see the dollar signs, right? Exactly. Like they can't see like, okay, this is great. Are you making money? You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's always going to be the final question. Exactly. It was more of an anomaly. Okay, so you're getting so much traction, but what? what where is the f- cash? Anyways, I fought, yep. I fought, I fought. I spoke to them. The next thing they said, okay, you know what? You can go ahead and do the degree, but it was already too late because um, I had to restart the program. So I finished. I you know switched my program to something that had a little bit of arts. So I switched to liberal sciences from biomedical biology. And I graduated uh, and went to Toronto. I said, okay, you know what? I've done the Kaleidoscopian. We have featured a lot of events because there were lots of African events, lots of African unions, African student associations that I was like always promoting. I'll say, hey, um, I have a blog that focuses on African fashion. If you have an event, I'd like to post it. So events were coming in, business was coming in, but there was no strategy back then. It was just more so this is a place that people would find these things, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have something you want to, that you think people need to see, you can let me know and I'll put it out there. So that's what it was. It was just more so the one-stop shop for African news in Toronto. 
but I was mm. in Sudbury, so it was it didn't really make sense in my yeah, head. I, I remember I remember at the time seeing you and I'm real, not assuming that you were already in Toronto <laughs> and realizing that like now nah, you're you're still based in, in Sudbury. <laughs> I want to switch gears here. I want to ask you, um, like, when did you know this is something that you would, like, continue to follow on and, like, build on? Like, was that when you had basically had the conversation with your parents? Was it even before that? Or, you know, when did you know that, okay, this is this is my life now, essentially? After I saw that I had the courage to speak to my parents, because initially I thought I was just going to do it on the side, graduate with the degree and be like, hey, hey, guys, I'm done. But... I wanted them to be part of it. I wanted them to actually see that this is something I'm interested in. So when I actually told my parents, like initially my parents were like, no. Then my mom was like, you know what? It's something you're going to do for the rest of your life. So you might as well do something that you want to do, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, I got the hack. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was when I was very, you know, confident to tell my parents, I started like, okay, what does this thing really mean? I wouldn't obviously see, because I all the businesses that opened up in Sudbury, I featured them, but there weren't a lot of businesses, right? So I said, okay, Toronto is definitely the place to be. But did I know what that looked like really? I didn't. Um, what, do you, what, what would I say was lacking? Just direction. Like I didn't have a community. I didn't have people who have done it before. I was just going in like blind, what am I, what does this really look like? I just thought, okay, the foundation highlight African fashion, highlight African food, highlight African events. Back then food was not even part of it. Like it was just African fashion and events. So, um, I moved to, I moved to Toronto and I'm like, okay, here we go. I have to, you know, I have to introduce myself. I have to get to know the people here. I have to get to understand the network here because it's completely different than Sudbury, right? Because everyone was saying, hey, when you're done, move to Toronto. When you're done, move to Toronto. But no one said when you're done, move to Toronto and speak to this person. They just said, when you're done, move to Toronto. So I said, okay, sure. I'll move to Toronto. I went to Toronto and I thought, okay, you know what? I have to start from scratch, but I didn't actually need to do that because someone actually reached out to me and said, Hey, I would like for you to promote um, our, our event on your website. I would like for you to interview me and all these things. And I'm like, Oh really? And they're like, yeah. And um, they offered to pay something as well. It was, it was just happening. So I never really had time to re-strategize. I just said, okay, I'm just going to keep going. And I was wondering, why is it that I I don't need to start afresh? But like you said, most people actually had the assumption that I lived in Toronto. Most people actually Mm -hmm. thought that I was from Toronto, that the blog itself actually is in Toronto because of the kind of content I was sharing. So I didn't really have to start from scratch. Um, I started like reaching out to people who host events and they would say, hey, we're going to post an event. How much do you charge? All these questions were coming to me. And I kid you not, I was just calling numbers from random places and just waiting to hear (laughs) how like Googling how to price for... (laughs) Literally. And then I said, okay, yeah, you know what? And this is even how I came up with discounts. I said, yeah, you know what? I'll post it. But then for every ticket we sell, you can give us a discount. But for every ticket we sell, we'll just get a commission. And mm. they're like, okay, what commission? I'm like, right. Of course, you were going to ask that. Um, 
<laughs> you know, I was just doing everything on the fly, but somehow it worked, right? Um, it just kept working. I would go, I would post parties. Things were just happening. It was just like, oh, the the, uh, the case scope, uh, the kaleidoscopian, like go and post, go and reach out to her. She can help you. Like people were already just saying, go reach out to the kaleidoscopian if you have a business, if you have an event. It was more events, right? Mm-hmm. Parties. Go and um, tell the kaleidoscopian. And we even did music too because there were lots of um, um, musicians in our community. Like there's still a lot of musicians, but back then mm-hmm. there were so many up and coming and they said, hey, um, would you mind like writing about my music and all these things? And I was like, I do not even know the half of it. And they're like, oh, we have a press release already. And then that's how I knew that people who have content that they want to release, they create a press release and they put their songs. Um, I started learning about not just okay. So all these, all these other things, I was just learning on the fly, but I wasn't really strategizing. I was just taking in and I was just doing right. Um, but that's sort of like, I guess to answer your question, I found out like, I found out this was the gold time, like third year when my parents said, okay, sure, do what you got to do. I switched up my program to, to cater, to have a little, a little bit more arts in it. And then mm-hmm. I graduated with that. And then I went to Toronto and I just went with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, it, and that, that totally makes sense, right? Like you're, it sounds like, you know, you probably already knew and like by the time you first had that conversation with your parents, that's probably when you knew, okay, this is what I want to do full stop. Mm-hmm. Right. But I know there's a, there's just growing pains. You're in school. There's convincing the family, convincing yourself and making sure that like, this is the right decision. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it's, there's no clear path, right? Like you're, you're kind of, you know, charting it on on your own mm-hmm. so like you know you keep talking about you know you when you were going this there you built momentum and you really just kind of kept pushing as you know as the opportunities came so yeah. when did you now say okay no it's time to strategize it's time to really sit down take some time and like decide how i really want to move this thing forward when when that happened for you i would say honestly that happened recently so this whole pandemic has made the last two years very, very like, I don't know what, la- what year is it? Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, so, a blur. <laughs> Just a whole blur, man. Yeah. Okay. So I would say 2017, 2016, I moved to Toronto. 2017, um, I took a year and I was like, okay, what am I really doing with this? So 2017, I said, okay, I have a platform that highlights African fashion, food and events. But what am I getting out of it? And um, I said, okay, you know what? It's it's something where I'm getting paid here and getting paid there. So it's time to actually create a structure. What the structure looked like was um, my services were being given in exchange for payments. Um, And the services included like advertising. It included attending events and covering these events because I saw the things that I were, I would, I were doing, like I was doing often. So I said, okay, these things are the things that I would start charging for. So I went ahead and I Googled how to get a business license and I didn't even need it. Oh my gosh. Anyways, <laughs> we, <laughs> we learn. <laughs> so I Googled how yeah, to get like 250 license. bucks for like, eh, mm, <laughs> whatever the number is. <laughs> no. So it was like $60 to get a business license. So I said, okay, okay. 
Yeah, so I was I, I saw that and I was like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll come back to that later because I know I don't have money to spend. But in the meantime, I'm just gonna tell people how much. So I started like um, people that I, ha- I have promoted before. Anytime they have another event and they say, hey, Vaughn, can you post this event? I would have a like a, a like a not a media kit per se, but I created something to say, okay, like a script exactly. <laughs> like, okay, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so to post your event, it's gonna cost this much. Um, to attend your event, it's gonna cost this much. Let me know what you think about the rates. And because most times I would go there by myself, I wasn't mobile, so I would take a lot of Uber. So I was like, okay, let me know what you think if this is something you can do. And then people would actually, you know, buy into that. And then um, student associations as well would say, Hey, can you promote? Can you promote? Can you promote? And it was something that I was just sort of like doing, um, just using that as a, as a, let me think about this word. Uh, I was using that as a path. Right. As right. Just to yeah, as a medium through. to. Yeah, exactly. to kind of just push push things going. Exactly. 2017, 2018, it was just fun. Like, people, like that's when they started bringing lots of, like, artists. Like, Nigerian, African artists were just coming. They were just bringing a lot of them to Toronto. So every other day there was a concert, and then I think the concert sometimes never ended up happening. It was just a mess. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty standard, unfortunately. <laughs> like, it was, no, it was too much. But I, I would just, I'm saying all of this to say that, I used that and I started, you know, charging people, but the truth of the matter, it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't functional because people would pay me from time to time, but then people would say, okay, yes, they'll, they would pay with, um, every time, every, every sale. And then they would say, oh, they didn't get a lot of sales or they didn't get any sales at all because I'm unable to track it. So there was just so much, you know, not working out, um, I was looking for a job as well. My parents were like, okay, like, are you, how is the job search going? Are you making money with this business? And I said, yes, I'm making money, but the money was not enough to pay my rent. So I was distracted. I was stressed. I was like, just looking for jobs. Like I was just trying to make sense of it. I'm, I was thinking like, why, why is it that I wanted this thing so much, but I didn't really plan ahead. And that's something that I suffer from a whole lot, like not planning ahead, but because things are already in motion, I'm just doing as I go. So after a while of doing that 2017, I just took a step back. I was like, okay, I spent so much on Uber. I spent so much on on things that are not actually helping my business, but people know me. Right. Of what value, right? Um, what value? People were benefiting from this. I wouldn't even lie. Lots of businesses were getting exposure. People mm-hmm. were finding out about businesses. People were finding out about places that they didn't know that were close to them. So it was like we were doing something, right? When I say For sure, it's definitely like, a trusted brand. Like if, if I know that if there's fashion at this event, I'm gonna see you. Like uh, that's awesome. that was that was definitely <laughs> something in my head. Like okay, I want to see Yvonne. Like she's you know she's probably gonna be doing something. Or she probably helped organize this mm-hmm. some some aspect of that thing. So for sure, it became like it was definitely a trusted brand. It's been a trusted brand for a while. You know, I think that's that yeah. also so so some of that effort that I think you know you put into that you you see that right. And a lot of yes. times you don't see the you're not like and it, that's the thing with this digital age, right? Like there's a lot of visibility, but there's also always a challenge of monetizing after the fact but exactly. all of that monetizing is still based on i guess the quality and the integrity of the brand right exactly. which i think you know you were able to execute on now you're making some money from it but i guess mm-hmm. it's like you know with every you know 
it's a fun business. It's all, not never always consistent the way we, exactly. we would like. So mm-hmm. how you how, how do you explore, you know, like overcoming that? So I took a step back. I took a step back because then my faith was also dwindling. And I'll, I'll explain what that means in a second. But I took a step back and I was just looking mm. like, what is really going on? Yes, I'm getting the traction. Yes, people are visiting my business. Yes, people are, you know, saying reach out to Yvonne or, or back then it was Kaleidoscopian. But what does it all mean? I was happy doing it, but I didn't feel any fulfillment because it was just more so every other day speaking to someone to pay you a specific amount. Like it wasn't really worth it for me. Like I knew people were getting value from it, but what was that really for me? So I took a step back and I said, okay, like God, like I go to all these parties, I'm here doing all these things. Every time I come back to you and I say, okay, I'm, I'm going to change. Like it was this weird cycle of saying, okay, God, like, okay, yes, I know this, I did this thing that was wrong, but I just need you to forgive me. I promise I won't do this one. You, you know how people make promises to God and it's like, okay, I promise if you, if I, if I don't like, if I come, I, you would like, it was just so weird. So yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, God, like. I can definitely relate. <laughs> It's like you've got an ultimatum. Like, God, you know what? If you make it possible for me, then I will stop doing this. And then I don't stop doing it. And it was just this weird cycle. So I took a step and then I actually fell so hard. And there are times in in faith where in as a Christian, when you're in your walk with God, where you literally take yourself and you put yourself in in a in a pit so like you're the one that's doing things and that's like tossing you backward so i had done something that just threw me off completely that i just felt so unworthy i felt like okay what am i really doing so it it, back then i was still doing people were messaging like hey do you want to come for this event and i was just like not in the headspace so i remember a friend of mine reaching out to me and she was saying yvonne there is no such thing as condemnation and i didn't really understand it but it took me coming out like it took me falling to understand that light because Coming back to God, it wasn't it, it, knowing who God was. It was a thing of Yvonne. You're not just living your life for the fame, or you're not just living your life to get paid. There is a purpose for you here. So it was around yeah. like 2018, 2019, and I, I, I then made a decision. Actually, ending of 20, yeah, ending of 2017, I made a decision. I said, "Okay, God, I'm going to follow you." And. Yeah. It was very tricky in the beginning because I was like, but how can I change? I, I'm still this person, but it took a lot of like praying, a lot of, you know, coming to God. And I said, okay, God, like, what is this purpose? So um, I kept doing K-Scope. I kept, you know, you would you would notice that there was a time where I started being more open about my faith online. I started telling people mm-hmm. about God. So it, it, it just, it just sort of like, was impressed on my heart that, okay, I have received salvation through Christ. So I need to let people know. So then I started thinking, okay, God, like, what do you need me to do with this business? I started, I started being convicted about things I would do that were not good in God's eyes, in God's eyes. So I would promote a lot of just like parties where people just go and they, they just get buck wild. Like it was just something that I said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go because I don't think it's good for my soul. It's not, it's not good. It's not a good place for me because I am on this path of healing, but I would actually send people 
because people actually ended up loving to go. So I was like, okay, you know what? If you want to go, I, they gave me two free tickets so you can go. So I would do that. And then I would be convicted because I'm sending someone else to do something that I deem unworthy. So it was just this, this season of like, okay, guys, we're not doing, um, we're not doing parties anymore. Okay, guys, we're not doing music anymore. So I had to literally take a step back and say, okay, God, what do you actually want me to do with this business? What do you need me to do with this business? How is it going to actually fulfill this purpose? So I started looking at things that were not feeding into his purpose for me. Like I would back then when, when I go for parties, I'll just drink, drink, drink. It really didn't help anything. So I said, okay, you know what? That's not a, the headspace I want people to go. I want people to go and find value when I promote things. I want people to make their business, to grow their business when I promote things. I want people to to be to be uplifted when I promote things. So I started like it was so sad. I lost a lot of friends because they were like, "Who do you think you are, really?" So now you think you found Christ? Like, what do you think that means? Yo, Yvonne, this is where the money is, and it, it was hearing all those voices while still trying to keep the brand. But one thing I know is that when God calls you to something, there's nothing that can actually deter it from growing. There's nothing that can actually speak over it. So in a sense, I was worried. I was like, oh my gosh, Like I've been making money with this business for so long, promoting these things. How am I going to still keep the business alive when I remove all these things, right? Mm. And funny enough, as we were doing that, you know, um, you know, changing and re, re, reconstructing all these things, the brand still had its name. The brand still kept going before me. It was so crazy to me. I was thinking to myself, how is this brand still alive? Like, how? how That's interesting. People, it was really, it was so weird because I, I started like removing music and these were the things that will fill the bulk of our website. Our website was literally filled with music, filled with, but the music itself was, it was not serving. It was like music about women, come and shake it for daddy. All these weird stuff. Like it's so okay. weird saying it now, right? Yeah. I feel I feel horrible because I still listen to that kind of music. No, 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 no. But I but I understand I, I think I understand what you're saying because I think ultimately, like, you know, yeah, you're running a business, right? And you know, everybody, you know, people everybody has your faith, but it's it's also you're trying to push certain values that you believe in, right? So exactly. it, it's it's because it's interesting what you said, right? The first thing you said it's just like okay i'm finding god and like and and i'm kind of coming you know i'm i'm working through that i'm coming to terms with that but now you know and i'm not going to put myself in that anymore mm-hmm. that's okay but mm-hmm. then you're like okay well i've built some you know my brand has yes. incorporated this and yeah. i don't you know I don't feel like, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, it, there's faith and like, you know, if I just take it away from religion specifically, yeah. it's like your conscience. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like if it doesn't feel right to you, you know, it's just like, well, I, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Like it's exactly. weighing heavy on your conscience. So, exactly. so beyond just the fact that, you know, yeah, like, like it, it's not, also doesn't mean that you you think bad of these people mm-hmm. or, you, you mm-hmm. know, you wish them mm-hmm. ill or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's really simple. Like, you know, the same values I'm trying to push. And that's what I want to focus on. And, exactly. you know, and ultimately you kind of, and that's always daring, right? Like it's a, it's a really big thing because a lot of times we know, we know sex sells, 
right? Yes. Full stop. You know, sex sells, like full <laughs> stop. So when you when you take a step back and you don't really push in that direction, you know, that's, you know, it typically doesn't make business sense, right? But again, I think when you're building a brand and you're building something for the long term, I always, I always think that has value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know, then, and that's, and that brands evolve, people evolve. And, you know, I think that's important. Just staying consistent with that, I think is, is really, really important. Understanding, like you know, the, the you know, I guess the the part that having faith in God and like being a Christian plays in in affecting your business. So you know, is that kind of where did, did it go beyond that? Or is it just like you know, I want to put things that God would be proud of, you know, or God would be will, will support, or things that are godly? Like how how are you? How did you start looking at you know maybe the values that your business promotes or pushes moving forward? So it's, it wasn't more so about what, like, it was also about pleasing God, but it was more so about the person, the person that is, I'm, I'm thinking of the person that's viewing the content, right? Like, I just want to mm. make sure that their life is enriched by my brand because I've come from a place of, in my, in my mind, in my mind, right? Like, I came mm. from a place of darkness and death to a place of light and life. So in my head, I just want to make sure that whatever I am part of is life giving, whatever I am part of is, is adding value to your life. Right. So I had to be very, very, very specific, very, very concise and said, okay, you know what? These things I know to some people, it's, it's a way to, you know, get pleasure, to relax and to rest. And that's okay because there's so many avenues promoting and pushing it, but mine will not. Right. So it's something that it's something that I said, okay, I just want this place to be a place where people would come and find value. So even the events we promote as well, we don't promote parties, but I would promote a workshop for you to find a job, but I will promote, promote, um, um, a place for you to learn about how to, to boost your resume, or I would promote African fashion events because you can go and buy and patronize a business owner. So it's, it's something where I started thinking, okay, what is this purpose? How is it actually helping people? Is somebody, is somebody getting better by it? Yes. Is somebody making money out of it? Like with their business? Yes. Is it also helping me walk in my faith? Like, you know, dedicate my business to God. Yes, it is. And people sometimes think that God is not in every area. God shouldn't be in every area of their life, right? Like, because people used to tell me, even business is business. And I was thinking, like, is there like a place that you just have business that God doesn't see? I'm thinking, it doesn't he see everything? <laughs> so in my head, I would think, like, you know, honestly, for me, business is not just business. Business is a nut. So in my head, I'm thinking we have a purpose to fulfill in this earth. It's so sad. It's so sad that people come and they go. But the understanding is that you are here to complete, like you are here to do something, right? So what is it that you're going to be remembered for? What is that thing? So I started speaking to God and my his word to me was, I need you to serve. Now serve means you would always answer to someone. You would always, you know, help and uphold someone. It doesn't necessarily mean that you would be making a lot of money. It doesn't necessarily mean that you would, you would find the fulfillment that everyone else finds. And it took a lot because when you hear 
people speaking to you about success in a completely different way, you have to start speaking it to yourself so that you do not get, you know, dragged as well. Because I was hearing something that was completely different than what God was telling me. So if you notice, like on my social media, I started talking about it. I started talking about how business for me will be completely different. And I'm okay with that. Business, mm-hmm. for, business for me. And if I, if I would rather choose a business that I have seen where, you know, people have said time and time again, this sells Yvonne, this is the right way to go. And mm-hmm. I would see another door that says, Yvonne, God is going to be on this business. You do not know what it's going to look like. You do not have any control, but God is going to be the head and the tail of this business. Which would you choose? Would you choose something that you've already seen that's proven? Or would you go with something that lets you use faith? And I said, you know what, God, I'm going to go with that route because I don't want to do something by my own strength when I didn't even bring myself here to this earth, but I'd rather do something with God because the way he works is just out of this world. Like when I said about, when when I explained about the brand, how the brand kept getting the name that it has right now, it was baffling to me because we were not doing anything because we actually had a season where it was nothing because I was trying to understand if I should keep promoting parties or not, because I was trying to justify it. There were seasons where I was like, okay, but God, you know what I'll do? I'll promote, I'll promote this part, but I won't promote that part, but people are still going to the same place. I was literally having conversation. I was saying, you know what? I think it's still good in a sense, but I know what you're saying, but it was, it was back and forth until Until I got to this point where I was like, Yvonne, this is what you are doing. So um, we kept, you know, pushing. Uh, we started pushing businesses, we started pushing the avenue for um, fashion brands and food. But there was just no structure in place. But it kept going. It kept growing. Someone, people would call me and say, hey, I started a business. But someone said to reach out to you. And I'll just give advice. And people will say, oh, thank you so much. This is so helpful. You've helped me a lot. But what did I really do? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just gave advice based off of experience, but it, right. people use that. Like people became my advocates because of what I was just sharing. So people would right. say, anytime you have an event or a business, just talk to Yvonne. Anytime this came up, talk to Yvonne or talk to the case code. So in the meantime, I said, okay, God, this is great. This is amazing. But what does that look like practically? How do I actually make sense of all of this? All these people are coming to me, but how do I create order? Because in him, there is order. You are able to wake up every morning and you go from from morning to night. You don't go from night to morning. There is an order in place. So what does that look like for my business? So we started different things. The blog, we said, okay, you can pay for us to feature on your blog. But then the whole thing about the blog was that people would come and it would just go all the way to the bottom of the page. Okay, okay, fine. A blog doesn't work. How about a a discount list? So the discount list was where we would um, uh, create like a list, put discounts every week, and then we would send it to people so people can have access to that discount list. It was great. Businesses were getting clicks. We were tracking all of this. It was amazing, but it wasn't functional because a business owner would just say, oh, um, can I, can we cancel the discount? And it's already gone. This is the middle of the month. So how, how, how was that effective? So I said, okay, you know what, how about, how about a, a, a directory, a directory with the blog? So the directory would just have all these businesses listed and then mm. 
they there will be a blog where you can just read from the community. But then I said, you know what? I've researched directories and they just look cold. You don't even know if someone lives there. You don't even know how you know decent. Like those aren't the engaged exactly. engaged the viewer, right? I remember there was a time I wanted to patronize an African, like a black dentist. And I saw, I went on a, a directory and I clicked on a dentist and I called the number and they said this phone was out of service. I'm like, what is happening? So yeah, that I thought, okay. so often. Why? Well, they just don't pick up, you know, <laughs> just they just don't pick up. Like it's, it's ridiculous. So I thought, I thought about, I thought about, I just took a step back and I said, Hey God, like, at this point, this is like 2019, 2020. Like I'm still thinking, okay, directory, directory, but what does that really look like? Okay. Um, I said, okay, God, like I've seen so many people do this thing, but I want mine to be different. I want mine to have life. I've heard time and time again that black businesses are bad businesses. I want to change that narrative. I want where people would come to the K-Scope and find businesses that are living and doing the, doing the work, basically. So how can I do that? And I started thinking about all these things and it looked like so much work. And I was already about to tap out. Like I was ready to be like, okay, I'm not doing this. Then a friend of mine from my high school, which is so crazy to me because our website, this is how it was built. Um, a friend of mine from, from my high school, he was my senior. So I noticed that he has a business. He had a business on, on Instagram. I was like, okay, let me just reach out and connect with him, see how business is going. I still had my directory back then. I was trying to make sense of it, but our social media was where we were posting a lot. So I spoke right. to him and I said, Hey, um, uh, hey, uh, I would love to learn about your business. I would love to learn about how life is, as an entrepreneur is for you. We start talking and tell me how we ended the call with him saying, okay, so what I'm hearing that your business needs right now is this, this, and this, 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 and this, 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 and this. Let me actually connect you with my team and we'll get started with that. And I'm like, how? How is this even possible? A couple months later... We have this masterpiece called the directory and people are saying, who built your website? How did they do this? How did they do that? And I was like, you guys, you guys are asking me questions. Like I've been planning from time, doing some research, looking for people to invest my money in or like trying to say, okay, the right. No, it was not, it wasn't luck. It wasn't coincidence. I believe, and he's also a Christian entrepreneur as well. So he was explaining to me how his purpose is to help navigate wealth for Christian businesses. So for him to have come and invested in my business or to know that I needed that help was out of the blue. Like it was, it was just out of, okay. All I'm trying to say is that the way God has worked in this business is beyond me. That's why mm. I can I can never say okay this is the hack how I made this in twenty in twenty days I can never say that I could never say that because if you ask me about my website most people would think that oh I met a developer who knew a developer and this is the mm. person you should speak with and it sounds so very you know intellectual and nice and everything but I'm, I'm strategic you, right yes I'm saying oh I just wanted to check up with my friend. Uh, and then he just hooked me up. That's it. And it's like, oh, that would not sell on TEDx. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> so, so technically, right? Like I, like I said, like, and, and I'm sure some people may relate. Like my business strategy is completely different. The way my business has been, it's just been God, and my whole goal with this, and I, what I see, right, for this business is, mm. it's going to be the number one spot for for people to find and patronize African business owners now. Right now, we focus on food and fashion, but we've seen another avenue. We've seen another avenue where we can actually list service providers. Now, how does this play in the grand scheme of things? Well, with COVID, a lot of service providers have been, you know, set aback. Like, they don't know how to go out there. But a lot of people said, okay, you know what? I want to find African and Caribbean service providers, but I just don't know how to, I don't know where to, I don't know if they're going to be great. So we created like, an, yep, uh, that's, uh, that's definitely me for sure. <laughs> that's okay, definitely so me. Are, I'm, I'm your target market. You, that's yes? absolutely accurate. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like the, the ones that I know that I like, I'm traveling. Like, you know, I kind of have to be in that area. You know, there's a lot of yes. good ones in Mississauga, you know, I'm on the East end of uh, Toronto. So, you know, over some of there have pretty deep central. It's just like, it's a lot, you know, and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things that I, I don't know, maybe you have a hack for this too right but um the delivery thing like i understand your small business and everything but it's just Mm -hmm. like i'm not really trying to pay 30 dollars just to get the food (laughs) to me like (laughs) you know what i mean like i understand like you know it's it's hard but it's like 30 dollars just to get the food here like you know what i mean (laughs) let me me ask you a couple questions okay because i'm getting i'm getting where's it where's the vendor where is the vendor? What location? The vent, no, sometimes like it, it makes sense. Sometimes the vendor is in like Mississauga or here in Brampton. And like I said, I'm on the east side of town, right? So, mm. you know, it is a bit of a haul, especially, you know, mm. I mean, depending on the time of the day too, right? There could be traffic, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that there's traffic, you know, during a pandemic is another conversation, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, there's traffic, there's a lot of other things, right? And, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard to say, hey, I'm going to come here for just one person. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. definitely, I understand the challenge on that side, right? But mm-hmm. that definitely I see is a barrier to to, yes. to accessing this quality mm-hmm. services and quality food, right? Mm-hmm. 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 And to answer your question, yes, we have something for that as well. So now you can pay as low as, so the, the, the highest right now you pay for delivery for specific vendors. And this, this vendor is in Barry. And you pay nineteen ninety nine. It's actually going to go up to twenty four dollars, but you can get food at, like delivered to you cheaper on the case code. Now, it, it's most people don't know this, right? But we're putting, we're getting the word out there. Like I'm, I'm starting to create like ads. Like it's honestly everything is just crazy. So yeah, sounds like finish. it's coming together. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me finish this whole part before I forget. So the whole um, okay. the guy creates the website, and then I put it out there. And then people start reaching out to me, like saying, Hey, I want to interview you. And then they start interviewing me and they put it out there. So it was just a, like so much information going out at once. And so I was like, Hey, people are like, Yvonne, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? And I'm sitting there like, y'all do not even understand when I drop my book and it's going to be two pages because there is nothing I can actually give you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, I highly, I highly disagree with that, but you know, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. We, we started, you know, helping businesses and there is one testimonial I'm about to share that it just, it brought me so much joy 
that the stress I put that that the stress I went through with 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 getting businesses listed is nothing compared. And it's it's just so amazing that when you trust God, like things will not make sense, but then they will make sense. It's like you don't know what you're getting into in the beginning, but at the end, you're like, I see it now. I see it now. This makes so much sense now. So the guy, um, he he he's now being reached out to by so many people who saw on my website that, Hey, these guys built our website. So they're getting traffic too. So it's something where God has just been sending people. He has just been sending people. And then my friend who's a business coach, she said, Hey Vaughn, like let's catch up. So we're catching up. Right. And she's talking to me about how she helps people go from founder to CEO. I'm like, I'm a founder. Oh my goodness. I didn't know there was a difference. I thought you could be founder slash CEO. And she explained to me, it's not the same baby. No, it's not. Like your founder is a person who creates and finds a business, but a CEO is the person who operates the business because yeah. I've just been acting as a founder and she's also a Christian entrepreneur as well. So she was explaining to me and she was telling me all the things and the services. And I was ready to pay. I was ready. Where was the money coming from? I do not know, but I was ready. because <laughs> <laughs> There were so much gems that she was dropping. So we're talking and she goes, Yvonne, I am willing to do this for you for free. I was sitting there wow. like, what is what is like, what is going on right now? And she's like, someone actually did a, something for her recently. She really wanted to start her, her, her podcast. And someone just said, you know what? I'm going to take you under my wing and I'm going to help you for free. And she's, she, she decided that she was, you know, led to pay it forward. And it, it hit me that we worry about things so much because I have learned so much from her. I have been able to start creating content that's serving and it's, everything is just literally coming together, getting people to help me, but it's not expensive help. Like my website was not expensive because I believe it was more so the, the, the creation part of it. He was just helping me. He was thinking, let me help you. And it was something where I, Till this day, I don't even know how to thank God because it may look as though I have a million bucks. I, I think one of my friends was telling me that one of her friends believes that K-Scope is like racking, like it's racking like thousands every <laughs> month. And I'm like, in the Lord it is. <laughs> right now, I do not uh, see the, the, the thousands, but I am I am confident. I am confident yeah. that what we're building right now is going to in the years to come is going to be so much more serving that all this, all this, all this, um, all this volunteer work I've been doing. You know, mm. just listening to people and just helping people. Hours of waiting and helping people understand it's not in vain because God has a plan. But I'm not doing these things because I know that there's something that I'm going to receive out of it. I'm doing it because someone's life is getting better. I'm doing mm. it because somebody needed me to create this thing so that they can actually move forward in their business. You know how many people are waiting for people to actually come out of that, 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 that space of co that comfort zone to actually go and do what God has called them to do so that mm. they can actually move forward. If I think about how my business was built and how people were being added on as I continue, 
if I had actually gone to God earlier, maybe, maybe not, but I feel like the, the path that has been set before me is something that everybody at that point in their life needed to pour into me. So mm. it's imperative that we are moving when we're called to, like as a Christian, it's imperative mm. when God gives you a, a calling and says, do this, you actually start doing it, right? Because people are waiting for you. People are waiting. I remember the, the testimony that the, the lady gave. She said, Yvonne, thank you so much. And it's different from the kind of thank you so much you tell the Starbucks person when they give you your latte. It's like, <laughs> she's yeah. like thank you so much. I've been needing this. This is helping me a lot. This is something that I needed so much for my business. Ever since then, even the delivery, you've helped me with it. And I smiled. I smiled because... It took a while to get here. I smiled because it may not seem like we have a lot of vendors listed, but God is still fine tuning what my yeah. understanding of success is. Because if, if yeah. you have an understanding of success to be hundred vendors listed, um, so many customers, this one in sales, then your under your, your, your understanding is skewed and you would always look for that. But now that God is still like, he's still fine tuning me he's still molding and refining me i saw that that testimonial as success i didn't have made any money out of it but i saw it as success because i have helped someone there right so right it's just something i think it's no sorry continue no 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 it's just i was gonna say it's just something that baffles me every single time and i thank god every single day every single morning and it's of recent every single morning i wake up and i said god thank you for giving me the opportunity to see this day thank you that you have actually seen me you've called me you've justified me to continue serving because every day is a gift it's like thank you for giving me this opportunity to be a servant like what do you need Mm. to do today because the trials will come. We're told about it. And I face it every single day. But what keeps me going is the understanding that I have a God who has won the fight. That's how we are as Christians. We understand that God has actually gone before us and he's made our path straight. All you have to do is walk. All you have to do is say, okay, God, I trust you. All you have to do is say, okay, you know what, God, like, I'm not seeing the money now. I'm not seeing a lot of vendors listed. People are telling me that, oh, they've come here and it's not working. But I'm not afraid because I know that you have made my path straight. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, that's a that's a <laughs> word right there. That's a word right there. I mean, for me, from, from the outside looking in, I think, you know, just first, like, you know, like you said, God has already won the battle for you. Like mm-hmm. you, you've already won whether or not you're mm-hmm. selling a million, you know, making a million yes. dollars or not, right? It's because like that win sometimes, I think, you know, or from, from what I see, it's one of the people that are successful, right? That win typically starts with like fulfillment and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's like, it's that feeling of like the one person tells you how you've impacted them, their business, you know, and maybe even their family, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it, 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 that manifests in a way, you know, that, that's what gives you the energy to keep fighting. You know, exactly. like the money is nice. And sometimes like people get used to the money, you know, but it's that, it's that gratitude right there that like allows you to keep fighting and putting in the work mm-hmm. and keep showing up every single day. And that's not an easy thing to do. 
That's you know, right. so you know, I, I think I think it's beautiful. I think yeah, I, I was always interested because I, I noticed that change too when you kind of start speaking and talking about your faith and like mm-hmm. you know, I, I used to read it. And I was just like, well, like you know, I <laughs> I always thought like you know, now hey, like I'm not gonna say my faith is the hundred percent best, mm-hmm. but I definitely see the value in kind of working you know, in, in, in your light, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and, and looking towards like God and like just having that positive outlook. One of the things you talked about is like service, right? You talk about how, you know, you learned that, like, how can I serve? How can I do something of service to help people? Mm-hmm, right. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that, you know, uh, you know, yes, you know, like, you know, it uh, beyond religion, I think it also always makes good business sense mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like, why else are you here? Like you, you're not doing this just because you're going to get a like on Instagram or whatever. Like yes. if you're not providing some sort of service to somebody in a real way, like, you know, uh, how, how are you going to change the, like the system? How are you going to, exactly. how are you going to chart your own path? Right. And how do you have that, make that connection with other people who, you know, with people who you're trying to help or you're claiming that you're trying to help. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that idea of service is a big thing. And it takes me to something I think you, I, I noticed you've always done, like, you know, right, you know, before you found God, like just through the whole uh, um, growth of, of the K-Scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the value of community. You know, I feel yes. like you've, you've made a point to survive, support events. You've initiated projects yourself. You know, I didn't know you were also speaking to people, you know, behind the scenes and also mm-hmm. helping them and, you know, probably also helping promote them as well. Yeah. You know, so for like beyond that social value from a business and maybe marketing perspective, what do you say is the biggest value, um, you know, you see in, in trying to cultivate a, con- uh, a community? I would say it's the availability, like the resource, the resource is just ready. Um, what I mean by that is with me, I did it by myself for so long and it was frustrating. And as I started to meet people, I understood the value in having people around and making sure you have someone that you can connect with. And for me, it's just, Hey, you have me here. Hey, you have that person there. So from a marketing perspective, it, it's how I explain it. Your network is your net worth. So you are only as great as your network is. You cannot be making a lot of money and the people in your community are suffering and you think that it's good. No, you, you actually, you alone, you alone succeeding doesn't really help anybody, but you have to bring people along with you. So for me, it's always been this space of, okay, how did you do it? Now come and tell a lot of people how you did it so that they can be Mm. able to do it as well. Right. So that's all, that's all that, that, that community sort of like helps with. It's like, you can do it too. This is how they did it now. Sort of like not like, you know, copy them, but sort of like understand that it takes skill. It takes discipline. It takes a lot of things, but don't worry. You have people to help you. You have someone who can actually, you know, speak life into you. So for me, it's always been this space of, I did it by myself for so long. It didn't really help me until I started finding people. So I need everyone to know that they have people, right? And it could just be you Mm -hmm. just reading a a blog post about someone and then just automatically like relating with them or, 
And someone sometimes, sometimes, right, people don't tell you that they've gotten, because they've gotten so excited about the connection that they made that they don't even remember where they made the connection. And that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's good because people are making connections, but it could be something as little as going into the comment section. Uh, Cause we posted something the other day. We said, okay, drop a word of encouragement for K-Scopers writing exams. And it could be something where you just land in that comment. You just see, you land in that post, you see the comment section and you see people just saying, Hey, you are doing well. Hey, like, it's just that community. You, you don't really know them, but you mm-hmm. sort of like have a connection with them. Um, right. right. Or through the experience, right? Like somebody who's been through that, who's, you know, maybe struggled yes. with your exams and they kind of know what they would have loved to hear at the time. Right. I think, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's really genius actually. Like just, just doing that. Mm-hmm. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. And then we, I, after I took that digital marketing course, it also rung in my head that your customers are your advocates. Now they would never be your advocates if they're not happy. Right. And Uh I don't even look at them. I don't even look at Kisco community as customers. I look at them as advocates. I look at them as people who would spread the word about the business, people who have genuinely gotten value from the business and they're just going to tell people about it. Right. And, um, it's just more so about like saying, hey, we're here for you. We're your friends. And that's our tone online as well. We are your mm. friends. We're your neighborhood, you know, um, um, discount buddy that will let you know what sales are happening, what discounts are happening. And we've also put coin that in our newsletters as well as we send them out because COVID is like a mess and a half. So mm. we're looking for different ways. We tried, we had like a, a movie night where we... Um, sent a link, a Netflix watch party link to a few people and they joined in. We had a, a case called virtual feast where we actually had vendors cook up like case scope chops, like $5 chops that people would buy. People buy like five, $5 chops. We had it delivered to their house in the wow. afternoon. I can't and, believe I missed that one. Oh wow. my gosh. Don't worry. There's one more coming. There's one more coming. Dude, let me know for sure. <laughs> Nobody was right up my alley. <laughs> Wait, what, what city are you in? I'm in Toronto. Okay. Okay. So you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Perfect. I'll link you up because this one is going to be so much cooler. So my understanding with this one is now, okay, fine. They've extended this whole lockdown situation. Things are bleak out there, but the understanding is that with us, we are fine. We're, we're forging because things like this have happened before, but it's so hard when you're in the, in the stack dab in the middle of it, that you're seeing any sense of light, but we're saying, okay, you know what, while we're waiting, let's, create let's have a virtual feast right so mm. look forward for that yeah. i'm definitely looking forward to that for sure <laughs> i'll probably talk to you more about it after the after this conversation <laughs> um um but i'm curious like you know just the, now that you mentioned the whole pandemic thing and the fact that the lockdown is extending i know you had a little like a you know outdoor picnic earlier on when there was like, mm-hmm. a break in the pandemic last year but mm-hmm. like i'm curious because you know you're you're, you're you know your brand is fashion food and events how has that changed your perspective on on events you know, moving forward or at least for during this kind of period, you know, beyond like, is it just virtual events or the other ways that you're thinking about kind of, you know, tapping into that beyond, um, you know, the yeah, pandemic, like right. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of things have actually come to mind and I was thinking, okay, about just less contact. What does that actually look like? So how about food trucks, food trucks driving around, but then there will just be enough because 
my understanding is we, we're not going to be allowed to gather a lot, but aside the virtual events, which are cool, we have to make sure that, I mean, for Casco, we want to make sure that the virtual events are not just virtual events, but there is a kick to it. Like we always do things differently. So it's going to be a virtual feast, but the food will be actually delivered to you. You don't have to cook, cook up your own food, but the food will be delivered to you from vendors in the GTA. But then you get to watch a movie. So movie, dinner and a movie. You get to um, join us for a paint night. Like So it's like we, we make it as active as possible. Like, yes, you're talking to someone through a screen, but you're still doing something outside your regular routine of, you know, dancing, right, right? in front of Zoom. Then for outdoor events, we were thinking of doing another picnic, but we thought about the, the, the whole idea of the picnic is that you have to sort of like meet in one place. Um, but in this, in this case, it would be like, we have to sort of like create meetups in different parts of the city, right? So let's say they say only 10 people will have meetups in different parts of the city and then would have uh-huh. people go live from each part of the city, right? But then the, the meetups would, would, would cater to vendors in those in those area, in that neighborhood, in those right? Regions. Exactly. Ooh, that's, so that's great. you get to buy food from vendors in that region. So it's less contact. The delivery comes to you. All of all of you, like the maybe it's ten or, or fifteen, you gather in the in the in the um what's it called in the park, you sit and then you enjoy. We'll have like a list of things to do while you're there. And then we'll just have it in different parts of the city. And then people can like go live and say, okay, this is what happened. We loved it. And then they talk about the food they had, like maybe five or 10 different parts. And then we all go home because so far we're looking at the less, the less contact, the better. Right. Um, I thought about food trucks because the food trucks can drive through, you place your order maybe two days before, and then they drive through and deliver the food to you. Um, you can Mm -hmm. also order as you're going and then, you don't really have to leave your house. So we're just giving a right. twist to it for the right. uh, virtual events or the less contact meetup. But um, for now, that's what it looks like. Yeah, that, that sounds really, really cool. For sure. That, that, that's, that's great. And then the fact that you're on mobile means like you can even time it, you know? So it's just yes. like maybe one o'clock here, four o'clock mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. you know, seven o'clock here. And then, you know, you're basically able to hit, you know, multiple regions, you yes. know, at once as well, you know, mm-hmm. hey, 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 you know, like <laughs> um, <laughs> my region too. <laughs> no, but, but no, that, that's really awesome. And I want to jump into uh, the actual uh, sites, okay? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, obviously, I'm, I'm a natural end user. I'm looking for a good yes. Nigerian grocers, restaurants, like, nice. you know, and, you know, we already talked about delivery. And I can see the immediate value here, right? And, and you know, mm-hmm. we know that Google Maps Map struggles with this. If you type Nigerian food into Google Maps or Nigerian food, they'll say, show you Ethiopian food. They'll show you yes. Greek food. Like, there's no, you know, it's not, it's not really... 
clear, you know, mm-hmm. how, you mm-hmm. know, how, how to get that, you know, but just for me and like, you know, maybe somebody who's looking for, uh, you know, I guess new outfit, new African prints and everything. Yes. Um, are there any other things we could use the app for uh, beyond just, okay, hey, I found, uh, I'm getting discounts, I'm finding these new grocers or new restaurants around the city. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. are, are there any other things that like, you know, maybe I'm missing as somebody who's, you know, just had a look at the website and, and gone through it a little bit that, that maybe could offer more value to me? So we, I would say right now, aside like finding people for you, like very soon, we're going to be introducing service providers. So it's called V-Scope, verified mm. scope, meaning those service providers have, are now like, you're going to be finding verified and recommended service providers that are in your city that you can call on someone who does websites, uh, someone who cuts hair, someone who, you know, different kinds of service providers are going to be listed. Um, mm. So that would definitely cater to you. Um, we also have a blog that we're inviting people to, to contribute to, right? Um, because we want it to be, we want to take the community from Instagram, like God forbid Instagram goes down tomorrow. Um, we would still have our brand, right? So, um, we're going to be also introducing, uh, the community timeline on there soon. What that means is you can actually see people sharing about their experiences. Well, I just ordered, or someone can say, where, where can I even get African food? Or has anyone tried this yet? Like, it's just more going to be like Twitter, but a timeline on the... the so the, real-time engagement of, exactly. or, or feedback on, on some of the businesses that are on the platform. Exactly. And then you would also have your own profile. So this is where you're at, where you're based. This, these are the vendors you've tried. Um, this is what you like to do. So it's just more like that part of, okay, I've joined the case group community. This is my profile. Um, this is what I just ordered. Here's my case scope shot, like case scope chops shots or something like we'll come up with the lingo, but then right. The, the goal it would be just to move like have our own sort of like community online where you can say okay hey guys is anyone actually going for the virtual feast oh i'm going and and the virtual feast the reason why it's sort of like a blessing is because we can now actually cater to different provinces different cities uh-huh. because all we have to do is liaise with the vendors in that city and we say hey when you're ordering order from whatever province you're in order from whatever city you're in and then the food will be delivered to you and then you join us for the movie night so it's like something where it we're no longer held bound and we can sort of reach more people and it can also be a place so when you're searching on the case school you you put your location or you select whatever cuisine, but then you would see the vendors that are in your location that cater to your location. So for now, it, it's just the the directory where you can shop and buy. Um, there are also some business owners who have their own websites. So what they've created are out shops. So you would, uh. they would list as, you know, on K-Scope with their products. So if you click on a product on their page, it takes them to their website. So right. it's a win-win for everyone. Those people who don't I have see. their website can still sell, yeah, on K-Scope. So for you, I think just look out for V-Scope once it launches uh. and you can get access to those service providers and the food okay. too. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to look it up for both. Okay, so and just just for just to kind of make sure I understand what you're saying, because I, I looked at it a little bit. So basically, you go in there, you submit your business, you choose a payment plan, and then um, you can manage your profile from there. And that's kind of, and then basically, you 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 wait for a pre-approval kind of process, and then you become a verified uh, scoper. That, exactly that exactly works. yes okay. and, and we haven't even announced it yet but we're gonna make it free um it is free right now but we're going to actually extend for a limited time right yes we're gonna extend it to a longer period of time uh, because we're still working out the kinks and the, mm. i sort of like see uh, like our community like yourself as like they're helping us sort of like find those missing um, links on the website mm. to say, okay, you need to change this. You need to change this to make the experience more seamless. So we're making it free for our vendors, you know, while we're sort of like building, I don't, are you a clubhouse? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, you've been using it using often, it, but oh, okay. yeah, I, yeah I One thing I love about clubhouse is they're, they're, they're iterating as they go. So every time mm-hmm. you get like a notification, welcome to the, like the new app. Thank you for using the app right. while we're building. So that's sort of like what we're going with that route that we're right. going with where we're like, okay, mm. we're building as we go, but we'll make it free until we, we're, we've perfect, we've perfected it. Right. So, gotcha. Gotcha. yeah. Right. And um, so, yeah, so for now it's free and, you know, definitely I think it's something people should check out and explore. Uh, I actually did set up an account nice. <laughs> while I was preparing for the interview. So, yeah, so <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, you know, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on and, you know, we'll be in contact for sure and, you know, see what else we can explore from there. So like, nice. and, you know, just one of the things like, so on the, on the, on the app, like you can, you, you, so this is where you can sell art, you can sell crafts, you can sell, you know, can you even sell graphic design? Like, like how far, you know, in terms of, cause like graphic design is obviously like quote unquote a service, not necessarily yeah. a product. Like, you know, would somebody be able to, who, you know, maybe who does logos and that, all that kind of stuff, would they be able to do something like so, that on, on, mm-hmm. on your app? So what we, I, I wish I could actually show you what this looks like. It's more like um, a bookings feature for service providers where you can actually Ooh, inquire okay. about the service like that the person has. They could say, okay, these are the services that I offer, logo creation, this package, this one, this package. Send me a booking inquiry about what kind of package you're looking for. Um, now what you're looking at, you see the Explore page. The Explore page has fashion, food, and events. The, uh-huh. the, the plan maybe in the second half of the year is to have it go from fashion, food and events to fashion, food, face, body, and hair, groceries, and then services. So we want to sort of like make it so that if you have products, you would list either in the food section, the fashion section, or the face, body, and hair section. But if you, um, if you have, if you don't have products to sell, you're selling mostly, you know, digital products, then you would list services for that. Exactly. So you would just come on there to find anything, anyone that sells anything or anyone that provides a service. So that's sort of like the goal for now. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. So, um, you know, obviously we know that digital products are like data driven, right? So insights are key to, understanding who your pers- what your prospective customers are looking for. Exactly. And I know you had like a form, a Google form, um, I think on your link as well, or mm-hmm, your, mm-hmm. your 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 link as well. But like 
Um, are there any other ways, you know, people can at least, you know, give you useful quality feedback um, on your platform beyond maybe just <laughs> purchasing on the platform and signing up as well, right? So um, someone had actually told me about a feedback loop, but what does that really look like, you know, as an interface, like we haven't found it yet. We want it to be, mm. we've been sending out like emails and we've been saying your feedback is appreciated. Please leave a feedback for us. We realize that our, 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 um, our audience, they don't like surveys, but they would tap on that stories, but they don't like surveys. The survey pretty much is the stories, like the stories, it's like what you, what you post on your story, but it's it's just in a paper form. They just have to go in, not paper per se, but you know when you use survey right. monkey, you just right. answer. But people don't like that. Like we said, okay, you get money when you just fill that survey and they're like, nah. But if we put the survey in our stories and they just have to tap buttons, they would do that with a, in a heartbeat. So right. It's just finding the right interface to collect the feedback, right? We wanted to we want to make it something more engaging where it's like, oh my gosh, you you just tapped on this. Would you mind just telling us how that felt? Like did you you know, did you read it or something along those lines, right? But it would just be more of a pop-up on the website, like, hey, we're building our website right now and we're just gonna be walking with you. Just say yes if you want. So as as you navigate the website, as you're doing this, you will just be giving us feedback as you're, okay, this page is really slow. I tapped on this and it's not working, right? But it's just finding the right interface to to put to, on the website. To, right, so for, for people to engage you. That's, that's such a great point. I, one thing I, I've heard and I read is actually like, um, people don't like having to make a decision. Like they want to give you feedback, but they mm-hmm. don't want to have to make decisions or you know so if they have to like think about what they have to say you're mm-hmm. already checked out you know mm-hmm. so it, it, it's always easier to kind of make it very very yes no maybe almost mm-hmm. um in terms of engagement that, i mean that's that's kind of like one of the things i've seen so yeah uh i think that's interesting i mean i did fill out the form though so people should definitely take the time it's really not that hard it's not um overly complicated and hey you you know by you know in a few months you might just be able to get the answer to the to the to the issues that you're looking for so i mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. it's definitely something people should uh should engage um and, and you know one one final question before we end um <laughs> so does your does your app have any magical spell that can fix the customer service issue for some of these uh <laughs> nigerian restaurants like is there, do, you, do you have any any, any, oh any my tips goodness. um <laughs> That is that's actually a good one. So we do not actually have a magical spell. But what we <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the best interview I've ever had. No, but what we have on the other hand though is highlighting businesses that have great customer service. What what I always mm. see see is that like for so long, for so long, all these big websites have highlighted those businesses that are providing bad customer service and they would be so very mm. vocal about it. So right. I said, you know what, let me create an, a website that has a really brilliant interface, easy to use, just exciting to be on. But then I would also highlight and praise African businesses that have great customer service. The understanding mm. with that is the more, Okay, so a platform that has more visibility and more traction would have power over a platform that is just highlighting bad businesses. So our goal is to keep focusing on businesses that are great. Um, as you notice, we have reviews. We tell 
people who have mm-hmm. tried a service a service provider that hey make sure you leave a review now we've not had it yet because somehow the people that have come to me are people who are hardworking and they actually value their customers yeah. god forbid we have a custom of a, a, a service provider that is really that has really bad customer service i show grace i'll explain we are creating a platform to get rid of the narrative that African businesses are bad businesses. Now, for you to have signed up, you have literally committed to doing the work, right? Now, if someone has complained about you more than once, more than twice, you're you're pushing our hand to remove you from the platform because we are only going to allow businesses that are doing the work because we don't want to taint our, our reputation. We want you to come and find businesses that would provide great value. And we cannot have like businesses that do not have, that do not show that right now people can apologize. There's power in apology. There's power in, in saying, okay, I know at this point I was wrong um, because I, I was so overwhelmed with work. I had a child in this. We get it. Small business owners are like overwhelmed 99% at the time and it's okay. But you have to do your due, like you have to do what you have to do. Speak to the person, apologize, give them a discount, make it better, right? And then just do better. That's fine. But if you choose to say, oh, the food is great anyways, people are still going to come. Yeah, no. So we would have to, we don't, we're we're actually not tolerating any sense of mediocrity. Like we're actually pushing for businesses. So um, in in, in due time, right, we've seen that, okay, some business owners are so busy. Like I I don't even know how they do it, but it could be something where we can introduce, we can say, okay, we see that you're lacking in this. Let us handle your customer service for you. All you need to do is make sure that you have the orders ready and the, the food is picked up from you. So we would now be your voice. We would now say, right. hi, thank you for calling Lizzie's food. Um, what would you like to do? What would you like to get today? Or something where it's like, oh, hi, I tried ordering on the website. And then this, I'm trying to get this instead. So we, we do all of that. And then all they're doing is just cooking the food, right? Um, right. That will come probably much, much later, but. Right. That's definitely an option. And honestly, like that's, that's, you know, I mean, you're obviously taking some responsibility trying to create an environment where this isn't the case, but this is not specifically, this is not your problem issue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really something that, and I just say that because that that's obviously a challenge, right? Like, you know, and, and like you said, some of these places like, yeah, it doesn't matter. The people will come anyway. Yeah. The food is good, but it's just, you know, me showing up every other week changes to me showing up every six months just because of the mm, poor customer service, yep. you know? And it's just like when I just have to get this food, yeah, you do you do a good job. And then once you even drop on that and, you know, by the time I find somebody else with better customer service, I am going to go to them. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be no question about that. So I think it's 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 something that's really important that to kind of just highlight. So I know I said it that way and and I, and I love how you responded to it, which I, <laughs> I, which I kind of hoped and anticipated. But yeah, like we, we're going to definitely focus on um, the businesses that provide good customer service exactly. because it, you know, is beyond just the reputation. It's also not properly servicing the community. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the people who know and value and know where the good food is always have that issue. It's just like, hey, kind of just watch out for that or watch out for this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's you know, it's 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 that complacency isn't isn't okay anymore. Yes, you know, I think exactly. I think when you know, like you reward the people who do mm-hmm. that good work and who do that good customer service, yes. then 
absolutely some people will start to understand that to stay competitive Mm -hmm. you know that's that's a step that they need to take literally you just took the whole word (laughs) like i was like that's exactly what we're trying to do when you realize Mm. that you're actually getting less traction because of your customers and not because oh people used to buy from you but because there is another avenue now for those your customers to actually find businesses that are offering great customer service you're gonna sit up like you're gonna be like okay i need to fix things right so. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Johan, like it's it's been a pleasure having a conversation with you, and um, I'm grateful that you took the time to come sit down and you know talk with me. Thank you. Uh, the case scope is out there. Uh, the website <laughs> is up. Go sign up. Go get feedback. You know, you just might reap the rewards in a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, but just before you go, so I don't know, we do this thing where we have two takes and we kind of give a final take on uh. Just basically the conversation that we've had, the issues that we're discussing, you know, where, where, whether it be your journey, your story, um, just your approach to make, you know, doing business and, and building brands. Um, what would you want people to kind of take away? Um, what would be the main thing you would say that people should take away and go home with um, following this conversation? I would say just be purpose driven. Actually, no, understand your purpose. Before you do anything, understand your purpose because that would help you mold your path, right? Because if you don't understand what you're really doing, then how are you going to start, right? So I would say understand your purpose. Beautifully said, short and sweet. <laughs> Love I wasn't that. sure. I was like, okay, let me let me put a word out there. So I'm glad it, it worked. Uh, awesome, awesome. Thank you, and thank you again for uh, taking the time. It's very much thank appreciated. You. Thank you so much, Asai. This is amazing. I, I loved being here. This conversation, I feel like I'm definitely going to listen to it again and just laugh through it. Like this was such an amazing experience. Thank you for helping me tell my story. And thank you for doing all you do with two takes, just reaching out and listening and, you know, listening to people and just sharing all those parts that most people don't share. Thank you for that. My pleasure. My pleasure. That's the episode, guys. First thing is I want to say a big thank you to Yvonne for taking time to sit with us, share with us, and uh, making me laugh. I'm sure she made you guys laugh as well. Now my take on this episode. One thing I've always liked about the K-Scope is its commitment to community, and clearly Yvonne exemplifies that. After this conversation, I'm much more impressed by her commitment to her values, and her story goes to show you the fact that blessings come your way when you focus on the right things. And of course, that takes real work. Some might even see God's work. Uh, you see what I did there? I think I'll leave it there. As always, you can share your feedback by writing to two takes on the pod at gmail.com. Too much stress, no problem. You can just follow me on social media at two takes on the pod on Instagram and Twitter. More Instagram though. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say or your thoughts on the episode. Please reach out to me. I would love to hear what works, what doesn't, what are you enjoying? What do you want to hear more of? Now, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And you can find this wherever you find podcasts. And while you're there, show some love and give this five stars. This has been Two Takes in the Park. Thank you for listening. Peace.
Steps, eyes wide open. Lies that I've been holding on to. 